0: Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Happy Season 5, Pete. That makes sense.
1: It's the one thing we haven't done
0: yet. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: podcast by Fantastic Geek for episodes 501 and 502, orientation parts 1 and 2 is brought to you by ben deary english ale the official beer of the final frontier
0: yes and pete so good to be back so just wonderful to be here on the mothership of agents of shield it has been forever since we last talked a new episode of shield all the way back in may pete what have we been doing on our shield occasion? Quite a bit, as it turns
1: out, Matt, this being the latest that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has ever come back. It's always been back in September here, uh, the December 1st, 2017 start date. We're podcasting the next morning because... We've just completed seven straight days of podcasting. We took one day off so we could be fresh for you here. Uh, But what have we been up to? Well, let's see. In the interim, we have podcasted the entirety of The Defenders on Netflix, Inhumans on ABC. We are smack dab in the middle of Punisher on Netflix. We are four episodes deep on Runaways. So Marvel Cinematic Universe, TV, film, That's us.
0: Yeah, and it has been a wonderful ride in the interim, but there ain't nothing like S.H.I.E.L.D., so should we hop into this, Pete? Let's do it. (laughs) When we catch you up on what
1: went down, our teaser mat opens rather cryptically to the talking heads. This must be the place. We have a bald man He jumps into a pool. Uh, Prior to that, there's a... uh, crayon drawn picture on the fridge there looks like uh somebody on an island um then he winds up after uh you know sitting down at the bottom of the pool you know contemplating life as one does when you have no hair uh taking his human suit off matt
0: yes that is a is a fantastic moment that played great when we saw it at new york comic-con played great when we re-watched it on youtube with these first 17 minutes uh released early and then this third time to see it it is just it is it is telling us about the wacky and the wonderful and the fact that these two episodes don't circle back to this just adds to the mystery
1: It's not long before he gets in a car, Uh, the music continuing to push him along there, enters a hangar where there's a white van and a iPad device brings up a rotating uh, option of uh, different holograms. They settle on the Ben Deary English ale one, which is a nice tip to the past and how that's appeared on the show. Uh, inside the van, he is handed a cartridge along with other uh, soldiers there before they wind up outside Ray's restaurant. And it becomes clear to us this is leading up to the moments that ended last season's finale.
0: Yeah, and I like that we really are seeing the flip side of things. It's it, This, of course, is not the first time a... a, a TV or film has done this, but it's nice to see it, nice to have that moment of, oh, this is what was going on outside. And we even have this moment of uh, of levity, the two goons talking, hey, we haven't done this in a while. The wife thinks we're in the middle of a, a, a fantasy draft, doesn't even occur to her that we're in the middle of the season. This did make me wonder, Pete, when they wrote that line, did they know that they were premiering in the middle of Hockey season, basketball season. (laughs) Normally I associate fantasy drafts with, uh, you know, with football. Yeah. Um, But regardless, hey, Pete's the middle of the season and uh, most of our agents taken out, but there is one left behind. He wasn't on the list and uh, great visuals. The truck pulls out. The restaurant flickers back on.
1: Yes. uh, They're wheeled out in uh, plastic, um, which certainly gives a certain vibe Before they are placed in front of a stone, they kind of uh, come back to life. The the stone uh, liquefies. It's clearly a different type of monolithic stone than we've seen before. The others were uh, a black or a gray. This is white, which is referenced later on. And suddenly we're in space. Uh, Coulson is in slow motion in front of a hole in the bulkhead the window has uh been been shot out or blown out um and uh suddenly he grabs hold of uh something as we head into real time and people are sucked out and then the
0: doors close yeah this notion of him not only being transported through space later on he's also been transported through time we will learn but this idea that he is really suspended in time for a moment uh is is interesting and something i suspect we will circle back to uh in terms of introducing hey who are the new people on shield who are the people they're going to meet there's two guys there one is pulled out so check him <laughs> off the list um and i love the blocking here the camera movement done by uh director uh Jesse Bochko longtime friend of uh, of jed whedon by the way um the two men who were there they don't see colson who then shows up hi don't shoot thanks boom we are immediately back with the affable colson trying to assess the situation that nice man who waited outside mr stark's office all those years ago <laughs> not a thing has changed um, but, but, the, the bearded man or somewhat bearded man later to be revealed Virgil, he recognizes him as agent Colson, agent of shield.
1: Yeah. And we're also told that the gravitational flux must've messed with their entry. Uh, that's after why you need the, a
0: flux capacitor, Pete, and that'll help handle that.
1: Yeah. After the other guy is, as you mentioned before, uh, pulled away and, and killed, Uh, We're told by Virgil that these are Vrel Nexians, um, these aliens that are running around this part of the station. Uh, Virgil is the greeting party. He's also a big fan. One of the true believers, Matt. That's that's a nod at at you, audience, you know, watching this in season five as we – uh, careen towards the 100th episode of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in 2018
0: uh, there's a pace to this which is fantastic also a, an underlying sense of humor the fact that what does Coulson know and he says nothing speak to me like I'm a foreign child that's just funny Um, And then, of course, we're in the middle of this info dump from Virgil, who's explaining all sorts of things. But then, out of frame, Mac comes in, knocks him out. um, Because that's what Mac is going to do. And then, as reference at the top, Pete, they're in space. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the one thing we haven't done yet time and time again particularly in this first episode the show is being so self-referential and I dare say it's having this conversation with the audience that it has not normally had in terms of you know we'll get to it in due course but in terms of acknowledging okay this is something that we haven't done before because we're trying to keep things new later on they are theorizing about their situation trying to I think mold our sense of theories and and mold our sense of where things are going on but but pete take us to yo-yo who's about to be attacked by what my notes initially said was a masked man which is revealed rather
1: quickly to be simmons but since there are dead bodies in the room she was concerned it's not the air uh but but something else put the mask on takes it off here the bodies, Yo-Yo points out, resemble Incan mummies. They are dehydrated, preserved. Simmons ascertains they've been drained. Meanwhile, uh, Mac and Colson are uh, coming to grips with aliens here. Um, and they meet up with uh, Simmons and Yo-Yo. There's some hugs exchanged. What part of space are we in, Matt?
0: uh the outer space, Pete, the outer space. <laughs>
1: um, and uh, who locked them in? The door opens, and uh, while our agents have headed on here, there's a guy in a Star-Lord-esque mask and leather who comes in as we end
0: the teaser and ended in spectacular fashion. The camera dollying out past him into space to get the wacky and weird Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. title card. Uh, low on the theory list, but to me high on the keep it in mind for next time list. Will we continue the space title card, or, or was this just a one-off as we've seen with, uh, with some of the other episodes? But we get that act break. We return back and uh, May materializing partway into a machine Pete, won't you believe it that May gets a leg injury right around where Ming-Na Wen had injured her own leg? That's going to work out well, Pete, because the limps will match. Maybe if there's <laughs> need for a bandage, that will match. But joking aside, they wrote they, this is an episode that's about solving show problems, primarily getting out of the way of Infinity War – Primarily, if there was a budget cut, how do you deal with that without making the show look like it's all cardboard backgrounds? And then here's another problem. Ming-Na Wen has some mobility issues when you're not cutting to the stunt double or, or cutting to swoopy camera moves while she's fighting. All right, give May a leg injury.
1: Yeah, it's seamless. Um, she had had surgery uh, at the very end of the season from an injury suffered doing her own stunts. Um, so they, they take care of their own there on that left leg. Um, Colson didn't bring his uh, good Swiss army hand, Matt. He brought his civvy hand. He's concerned of course, that they were about to be apprehended, that it would have been confiscated anyway. Um, so all of this pointed out by Mac who uh, the the surrogate, for the audience he's out he's done but he quit like uh years ago
0: (laughs) well and i I believe it's him but certainly in the course of the conversation of the hand here uh it's no inspector gadget stuff and that's the attempt for them to say Do you get that everyone at home? His hand is not saving the day. We're taking away their tools. We're stripping them down to a brand new situation. And if something's going to fall on them, they need to move his captain America energy shield will not save them. That's not this season.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, it's wise in a, in a funny way to remind us of these things. Simmons, further recaps uh, and again with a little humor, she's been hurled through space before by a monolith uh, and Yo-Yo posits that this is possibly Spear. Do you guys have a space division? Uh, the The whole moon thing, Matt? Oh, Thank goodness it's not the moon.
0: This is not the moon. This is not the moon, everyone. In fact, I'm would. i going to give a, fur, a further theory, Pete. With the gravity of Earth now gone, with what we'll learn about Earth, that means the moon probably went lost its orbit. The moon is just a an ice rock out there. 90 years in the future, there is no moon. We're done. I love too, Pete, that Mac here has continued to be played for laughs. It's all very, very meta, particularly as he mumbles, he should have been a fireman.
1: Yeah, and uh, Virgil told Colson that they were there to save them from earth uh that they they've come from earth here meanwhile matt may continues to struggle where she has materialized with that piece of metal in her leg she bends it she's able to uh free herself with it later using it is there anything more hardcore than using the piece of metal you were partially impaled in to beat a person um I I'm pretty sure there's not. Um and Virgil gets our other uh agents moving here. They can't linger. He checks in with Alfonso, Mac McKenzie, Yo Yo <gasps> Rodriguez, Gemma Simmons, Biochemistry. Sorry, Fitz isn't here. Oh, but he's he's thinking of you.
0: This is an episode. Uh, and particularly a portion of the episode that is almost better on recap because it's it starts out so small. Coulson in a room where there's an explosion and then we're slowly building up this world that will become the lighthouse and will become this vast space station that we understand. And these layers here of, wow, there's such reverence for these characters. Again, Virgil representing the audience, hopefully not including where he's eaten by a giant space bug and destroyed. Um and then even that extra you know he knows fitz hasn't made it um and of course i'm not going to be able to question him about that but pete what is the mission that the agents of shield have come to do it is to save humanity and then virgil is going to say more but that's when he gets eaten
1: right before he's told us the roaches they are an anomaly they're a glitch in the plan um But he was about to show them, and of course, as the expositional uh, information dump is at its zenith, he is taken away there, uh, and we have what my notes refer to as Alien Hallway.
0: Indeed, Pete. We'll see a few hallways in uh, in the course of these two episodes. Uh, Nice chase there, and if you thought the effects were good in regular speed, uh, Mark Kolpak shows off in slow motion that he yep. didn't hear about any budget cut. Um, what budget cut? What budget cut indeed. I feel like the show is saying that time and time again, even though you know we can discuss later on or even now, I think the preponderance of hallways. And as I said on Twitter, two walls put close together, that's a hallway. Two walls far apart, that's a giant open space like the exchange. No harm, no foul. Got to do what you got to do with the money that the network gives you after they renew you for twenty-two episodes. Um, they're 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 writing smartly to to deal with what they have to deal with. Uh, there's even Pete a shortage on space bullets because Yo-Yo runs out of them.
1: Yes, but uh, great opportunity for an entrance there. And of course the uh, the alien roach is ripped apart, and we see that it is Daisy who has quaked it into uh, nothingness. A uh, great way to reintroduce her for the fifth season. Feels like yesterday, Matt. It also feels like a really long time ago she was in a van giving us voiceover narration in that pilot episode.
0: Pete, it wouldn't be the start of a season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if I didn't do my annual mea culpa, mea culpa. <laughs> it was me in the first four, five, six episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. saying... You know, this guy, she's the only one that doesn't fit into the rest of the team. Maybe they made a writing mistake. Maybe this, you know, she's new, we're new. Why don't they just kill her off at some point because this character is not working. Oops, my bad. Uh, Pete, the story then moves to May from her Heidi spot watching the Iron Man guy search a body he takes an arm doodad, later uh, later explained to be a metric. Also seems to take uh, some pills away. Um, it seems he leaves, but then he's back and he has May. and we, we get an act break right before a fight.
1: Act two opens as they tangle Matt. And the guy, yet unnamed here later as Deke, did not want to hurt May. After the fight, he glues her to the wall with his levitating device there
0: he does and i like that again we're introducing layers to this new world uh world in a literary sense not a planet that they're actually on um he says oh he should have read the fine print about her uh again we'll later learn that this is the fine print of him having been hired to help out virgil but he doesn't know who these people are that that he has to save uh he starts to do a hero slash villain monologue. He really wasn't trying to hurt her. He gets too close. He gets kicked to the face. Um, and she starts to question him, but he stuffs what appears to be a hat in her mouth. And uh, he figures the less he knows, the better. Uh, the story then moves back to the main Colson group there. Daisy asks, so is this part of the, the bargain that you made with Ghost Rider? Again, I think that's a, that could be a theory. No, yep. it's not. Yo, yo, is it the, the framework again? Uh, we don't think so. Mac, is it magic? Uh, perhaps not. This is literally every major theory they are putting forth. I think with the attempts to say no, no, no.
1: And Daisy and Simmons connect here for the first time, acknowledging the Fitz not in the room. That uh, we're told he's he's working the problem. Uh, they're they're constantly split up so this is in keeping that Fitz is the odd one out certainly seems to work with the theme of this series Matt that they just cannot catch a break uh Mac wants to know if anyone has ever seen an alien movie before they creep down a hallway there with Daisy's hand out in front of them
0: Yes, a very very funny moment. Mac muttering to himself, you know, if we do split up, you know who will get taken first. Um, and then this idea of it's the team shot, but there's also a little bit sense that they're all they're all scared. It's almost shades of Scooby Doo, and you know, yep. as they're as they're creeping along, um, we move back to May uh, and the mysterious man. Future, uh, revealed in the future to be Deke, um, says that he knows she needs a metric and pushes it into her with a great deal of uh, cutting and pain and uh, not a fun moment to watch.
1: It's not. um, And uh, he says it should keep the roaches away. The smell drives them nuts. So some other information uh, that certainly gives us a clue about where we're headed. Um, And
0: The story moves back to colson and company still creeping down that hall they continue their theorizing pete pete they're doing our theory segment for (laughs) us uh this construction is old decades old if shield was behind this it takes us back to the 1980s and howard stark none of this style feels right so here we have another theory gone out the window too Uh, Finally, they come across May's room. The key is the, uh, I believe is meant to be the flare that uh, Deke Mm -hmm. had thrown out there. She's not there. I was convinced for a moment, Pete, that we were maybe dealing with two different timelines here. Then I remembered that flare is the thing that binds them all together. Uh, They do find a water reclamation operation board. Um, That leads to them saying that there's a ship that must be going out to get this frozen water. Uh, Therefore, if there's a ship, they can use it to communicate, communicate back to Earth. Problem solved. Just one problem, Pete. No humans allowed.
1: Yeah, though there is English on the uh, device there, um, and they ascertain they're tracking debris fields, what they're calling frozen oceans, Um, and the whole plan, get in a ship, uh, laser, send a message. Uh, but human access is denied and they have this alien language and blue guys, Matt, stun them as we end act two.
0: O.G., it's the Cree. And uh, we don't see much of a fight happen there. Instead, after the act break, Colson and company are in jail minus Yo-Yo and Mac. Uh, there are Kree guards outside, uh, and Daisy gives them lip. And they give it right back, suggesting all humans are weak. We cut to Mac and Yo-Yo, who are hanging on ice. Uh, their infraction was fighting with the Kree, and two arrive. One has a space axe, Pete. I think we know where this is headed.
1: <laughs> and there's some expositional check-in there. One Cree notes he's been there 22 22- rotations, the continued talk about the metrics, whatever those are, okay. before we're uh, with Simmons who explains that the Cree had been abducting humans for years to make inhumans, before Deke uh, encounters Coulson with the Cree here and acts like he knows him. Buddy, where's Virgil? And we get the information there he's dead uh that uh he didn't trust virgil um and uh he deke is trying to take these guys our agents who are not mac and um yo yo off the hands of the cree here take them back to processing at warp speed matt
0: (laughs) part of the the brilliance of how these two episodes are constructed and part of the further brilliance of them showing what they did show at New York Comic-Con and online is the first mm, the first uh, quarter of this two-hour offering. Uh, maybe even a little bit less than that, but uh, give or take. The, the first 20 minutes or so, let's say that, is selling you on the idea of uh, haunted space station with alien bugs. You know, it's kind of like the haunted house with alien bugs in space, and, and they're all terribly alone. And the fact that they keep layering on literal layers, now they're on a different mm-hmm. level, now they're on a different level, to, oh, wait, it's, you know, okay, the Kree are there, but there seems to be some sort of rapport between Deke and the Kree. And I'll, I'll even slip you a, a few credits. you, know, you got to get these guys back, you know. Uh, these guys were scammed by Virgil. Do me a favor here, Kree guy. And the fact that we're going to reveal how big this place is um it really belies what we were sold and i mean that in the best sense but it belies what we were sold in the first 20 minutes of like i said empty haunted house with space bugs um regardless though Pete, take us back to mac who is uh the espanol
1: yeah calls the uh the one cree papa smurf (laughs) which was great. The idea that you would even know the words, uh, for Smurf, uh, in Spanish, uh, we learn through the dialogue here that Spanish was mandatory at Hope's school. Matt tier.
0: I love that little detail because it shows that the, you know, the, the experience of the framework was authentic, you know, mm-hmm. a la the inner light and star Trek and all that, 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 they still carry those experiences with them. Plus it also gives Mac an opportunity to instantly know Spanish where he did not last season. So hats off there for being able to come up with a writerly solution for him to have a, an info download of his own.
1: These two Cree, Matt, however, are looking to make, uh, Mac and yo-yo a gift to Cassius, earn some points Uh, But it's then that the gas hisses here and uh, they're about to use the hose on uh, Yo-Yo. She's going to pay the price for what Mac did.
0: We return to Colson and company confirming, yes, they're in space. Yes, Virgil is dead, saying that to Deke. Uh, Deke is ready to bounce. Uh, No metrics means no credits, means no moss for Deke. Um, He, at this point, fully introduces himself. He says there's no hope for them, Pete. And uh, it's at this point that he gets gravitated to the wall. And uh, we finally split up. May and Simmons are going to get the trawler ready to fly. Uh, May is going to go get Mac and Yo-Yo. She doesn't need help. Once she gets them, it'll be three really strong people. Um, And uh, Colson is going to hang out here and grill Deke. And uh, we end the act with May and Daisy and the notion that the Kree are being bred to kill. The Kree are planning an invasion of Earth.
1: Yeah. Act four here. The uh, elevator that they've just looked out on the sprawl of this station opens. um, And uh, they're by the trawler there, Matt. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Yo-Yo is screaming the Cree torturing her uh, in the alien language but kind of humorous at some point her arm should just snap off <laughs> um, before uh, Daisy quakes her way in there and puts a stop
0: to that indeed nice quick fight here Mac going for the axe yo-yo kicking another Cree to the face slow motion to really really enjoy the Cree kicking there. We return to May and uh, and Simmons getting the ship flying. Pete, as that ship hits space, starts to arc around the the station. What budget cuts? That's what I say.
1: Exactly, just like inside the station, the, the sprawling location here that they're able to witness. We're back with Deke and Coulson here. Uh, further information. About them. So wait, you're not from processing. Colson, of course, is from uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Is he high? Deke would like some of whatever he's on. Um, And Mac with the Cree there. Simmons with May there. Notes based on the constellations. she can confirm. They're at least in their own galaxy. Uh, But it's Colson was told that uh, 90 some odd years ago, Matt, that uh, Earth suffered a, uh, a cataclysm. Um, there's discussion of filtration systems that have been repurposed. Uh, where are they? No. More like when are they? And then we see the busted up, It's revealed it's Earth, thought maybe it was the moon given the color. Uh, And we see a school bus torn in half. Matt, they're already home as we end part one.
0: I love that the show does not dally with the reveal here. Colson finds out that they are from the past, just as may and Simmons do just as Mac and, uh, and yo-yo and, uh, and Daisy do. And then there's that reveal there that the postcard from Vir- or Virgil's postcard that we've seen a few times here. Finally, it's flipped over. The note working on it fits to end the episode. No dallying either here. We get the uh, the interstitial card. Uh, another episode starts right now. It starts with the trawler getting hit by debris. The ship is out of control. And uh, when in doubt, Pete, do what Simmons does. Power down, then back up. The first rule of IT is always restart. <laughs> And it works.
1: Yeah. Though the trawler was designed to take a hit here. They dock, they get with Colson and Deke time travel. um, It's the only way that they would not die. Uh, And now they've got to blend in and work hard before they add another
0: uh, new cast member, Matt, that in Tess. Tess, who I must confess uh, her, her name not said super clearly at first. So for, for a bit, my notes said Jess until I did the find and replace for Tess. But Pete, she's awful sad that Virgil is gone. Uh, it's confirmed that Virgil uh, hired at least Deke, perhaps Deke and Tess as well, to hide the agents, to hide these vaunted people from the past. And uh, Coulson... In, in a nice writerly moment, he's going to show Tess proof he has a coin from last year, yeah. but that's actually an excuse for him to show his wrist, which shows no metric. Um, and we're getting further into the bowels of the station here. Uh, this idea that people are are being uh, kept together, they're being herded like rats, and uh, Tess is going to continue to work with Deke if uh, if he will accept her doubling the price that uh, that Virgil gave so Pete things starting to get, uh, get more tense
1: yeah and the information that they killed a Cree. no they killed two Kree and they've got to cover this up here the plot certainly thickens um, but Coulson wants to know what happened to Earth Tess reveals Matt that you ask anyone you get different answers but whatever went down matt and we'll certainly speculate whatever went down the blues showed up the cree and they restored order
0: and now they just survive as we head into an act break we come out of it and we see the exchange where things are exchanged pete it's the central marketplace in which the walls have been pushed very far apart again no no disrespect the, the central
1: yeah. place of the lighthouse, indeed, is uh, the name apparently of part of or of all of this facility. Uh, the elders knew of Shield um, that there is one they're going to try to get uh, Colson and company to talk to. Of course, that doesn't take place in this episode. Um, otherwise the idea of being fed to the roaches is still in play. Everyone, Matt, in this exchange in the lighthouse has their role to play. Uh, but the Cree take prisoners up the levels to serve there as we see some, uh, shall we say more, uh, you know, attractive, uh, people being brought there, which is of course foreshadowing for what takes place
0: also this idea that the elders who had these stories of shield they're all dead they've all been killed for speaking out so get rid of that uh get rid of that those news sources if you will and uh of course humanity is not uprising a the Cree have all the weapons and b the humans need the kree to survive so again this layering of us understanding the dire situation that humanity is in uh, Tess says that she will take Colson to Virgil's room, but the story diverts to Mac, Daisy, Deacon, Yo-Yo, uh, trying to move those uh, those Cree bodies. There is room above the lift, which has a skylight. What's a skylight? Nervous <laughs> What's laughter. What's the sky? About. <laughs> Uh, we returned to Tess and Colson and a, a poignant moment here. So earth had no holes. You didn't stay inside all the time, ta- all the time. What about the earthquakes? What about the fires? Pete, what about the sharknadoes?
1: What about the sharknadoes? Of course that was ha 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 fiction here. You know, That's what
0: they want you to believe.
1: Yeah. Right. Garbage fiction, uh, you know given further life by showing up in delightful fiction uh but it is a a cultural touchstone we get uh grill here matt with the cane who is told that virgil is dead darn it uh he didn't trust him but he liked him and uh as colson uh moves away from grill whom he refers to as an avuncular fellow we wind up with the rest of the group who are dragging the two Cree uh, much larger and, of course, heavier down the hallway there.
0: Yes, this idea that hopefully the Cree bodies are warm enough to be taken by the roaches and then the implication being the bodies largely dispensed with. Deke tries the daisy-like-a-flower line. It's not working with her, but I think the intention is to signal to the audience that Deke likes daisy uh side note deke who we'll learn later on has created a a you know framework 2.0 um a little surprising that he doesn't also notice that daisy is the most famous daisy in the framework but perhaps that's a perhaps that's a a little little tip for next time i don't know but we return to colson and tess finally in virgil's room there are artifacts of the past pete there's a Santa Claus. There's a dentist (laughs) sign. There's a little globe of earth as it once was. And Colson finds a journal. It's like a math journal, Pete. It's filled with data and such Flight
1: log, uh, possibly, but it was hidden. So clearly there is something important in it. We'll just check that away for later. Simmons notes that it's like the dark ages in the exchange. Uh, But time is strange, Matt, and uh, wherever he is, that's Fitz. Uh, He's still fighting, Um, but something is about to go down. It's noted, and we have the, uh, as my notes first report, the blue lady later referred to by Casais as Sonora, uh, who shows up for the first time at this point. In the second episode,
0: yes, and Pete, she's there with. Uh, well, she she's there with the the metal spheroids uh, as someone. I want to say it might have been our pal Mike Sorenson, but as someone said on Twitter, don't tell 20th Century Fox that she appears to have magneto powers. Um, but she's come there on a on a mission of goodwill. They're going to give them some extra food. Cassius has sent down some some extra nummies, and they're fed dog food pellets um <laughs> and fight which, over them <laughs> yeah i mean joke aside message received writers message received story that they're fighting over this stuff that looks like dog food or looks like hamster pellets or whatever it is and the fact that they fight over it really speaks to the the dire uh, states that they're in um it's at this point during the fight that one of the the human helpers, I dare say Pete, we can call them, the slaves of the Kree, uh, he gets uh, stabbed.
1: The servitor.
0: Servitor, indeed. Uh, Simmons helps him um, while uh, Sonora watches on. And uh, the stabber runs off. We get to see those metal balls in action Pete going after him and nice use of frame where he gets smashed through them but he falls out of frame so we don't get to see the really gory bits uh on our disney owned abc <laughs> um simmons helps him uh cauterizes the room ru- the wound leaves may behind as she gets taken away to end the act no less oh
1: we come back matt and uh the lift Opens we have deke. We have yo-yo. We have Mac Uh, as they're talking here We have uh, a woman who uh, then welcomes Simmons to uh, Cassius's suites Take the opportunity here to clean up before she is brought before uh, a, a blue figure who is pruning some plants there our figure here who is ultimately revealed to be cassius uh notes that even Hela doesn't have a view like this whoever that is
0: this is a really solid set this is perhaps the most shiny floored room i've ever seen <laughs> just i mean without equal i was saying i remember back in the day seeing some entertainment tonight thing on the the making of uh of um of stargate and how they had to wear little booties when they weren't filming on, on their giant floor or whatever look pete if you're gonna have a slight budget cut on building floors and walls and ceilings make it the best darn floor you can ever see so everything else reflects in it why not um, and also just this this character affectation of there he is pruning the tree, yes, there's the metaphor of it where he's looking to get rid of that which is least valuable or that which is dying and promote the best that is there. It's also just you know we've seen all these people working so hard and for him to be up there working on his little plant um certainly sells him as the boss man,
1: it does, and uh it's revealed to him that simmons is the one who saved life before we get back with uh daisy uh there's a door there there are people there's a beeping machinery shadowy location here matt um before she interacts with the uh the curtain there um she points out that uh for all deeks talk about protecting people he's worried about his speakeasy and then she touches that curtain she comes to matt in an outdoor exterior earth location as we go head to an act break
0: pete she accidentally gets space high all right i want to i want to <laughs> speak to all the younger folks listening to this here Stay you got to be careful curtains <laughs> that's right you don't want to get accidentally space high either so you need to be careful out there it's not just choosing or not choosing you can get kind of proximately space high but uh a contact space a, high matt a, uh, like a wi-fi contact space high i don't, I don't know pete Clearly, though, before they even reveal that there's framework elements in this, we're getting a framework vibe, in part because there's this kind of Minecraftian uh, repetition to what she is seeing. Deke goes into a theater, and she follows him, but we return back to Cassius, who says to Simmons, uh, he, he, he does not mean to speak in metaphor, but for us it is metaphorical. You must feel that you're in a new world. Where is she from? She's very quickly able to say processing. How did she learn such skills her mother taught her? So why did she act? And there's this moment of her being a bit unsure. Then she says that she did what she thought would make him happiest.
1: Yeah. Um, and with all of this, the background that they're fighting over food, the uh, introduction formally of Sonora here. Um, but... He's there to give them, the people of this station, the lighthouse, some breathing room. Life is fragile, Matt. You've got to cultivate the beauty and prune the rest there. He hands her some grapes. He's clipped off the, uh, the vine there. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be hard. She has no metric uh, as he examines her, her wrist there. She removed it. She's sorry. yet there's strangely no scar. There's not even a scratch. Um, and uh, the the servitors here, Matt, uh, the servitor that she has helped um has fared well under her handiwork
0: as a healer. That he has. and uh, we will return to that after a bit. we We go to Colson and May finishing a conversation uh may takes tess aside this has all been a ruse so that colson can bust a steam pipe for a diversion so that yo-yo so she can get an item pete but the focus here is the funny because she of course yo-yo's away she says to mac that uh he should see his go face pete i think that they're doing some some wordplay there making a reference that i shan't name but enough of that stuff, Pete. There's going to be a metric test. Everybody's got to show their metrics. Uh, that's when Colson goes back to uh, what, what's the ball guy's name, Pete? That's Grill. Grill. How could I forget that? Goes to Grill to get metrics installed in exchange for uh, for not the Cree tablet that they have stolen. Like, perhaps that is the thing that Yo Yo got. Uh, but instead, uh, you know, that's that's of no no concern to Grill. But Grill will exchange it for the Smarts of someone who can steal such a tablet. So he, yes. they get kind of brought into grill shop. Pete, take us back to the, to, to the space high Daisy who's in the bar.
1: Yes. Daisy and Deke in the bar here. He's reading a, a newspaper. Now we, now we know this is in the past. <laughs> uh, he, he's wise to her presence though. Tells her to pull up a stool, have a beer. Not that he has any idea what that actually tasted like. Um, but, uh, he got too close to her transmitter. That's why or, – or to his transmitters. She got too close, I should say. And uh, she points out he's pimping out the framework. He seems to have rebuilt it. Cassias uh, is, is name-checked here. Um, but uh, she calls this his creepy opium den fantasy. Turns out you trade one prison for another. Ha ha ha. Prison would be nice compared to their actual location, Matt. It's at this point that we go back to our main group of agents where their metrics are being uh, scanned. Um, And uh, no, this is not just any scan, Matt. This is a renewal
0: indeed this idea that they're all going to take a, a spin of the wheel of fortune and reinforce this idea of a life spent a life earned and if you're if your metric turns red then you must either give a life or take a life so wait
1: matt own. are you saying that during the red hour of festival uh where everybody runs around Uh, And anything can happen. The uh, lights on their wrists, blue, red, taking lives, earning lives that, uh, hmm, we haven't seen this someplace before.
0: Festival. You are not of the body. (laughs) Uh, It's time for Shirley Jackson's The Lottery as we have an act break. We return from it with Grill and his lackey, uh, knowing that uh, that it's it's killing time. They use magnets to hold Coulson, Yo-Yo, and Mac via their metrics to the wall as uh, uh, Grill and the lackey hide. Um, one of the guys, the other folks who was selected uh, to have the the metric turn red, uh, he fights and uh, he's looking first for Grill. Ultimately, he is shot by Tess. Uh, the Cree come in and check on all of them, and Grill looking to to pay back his investment. Lies says that Colson and Company work for him. So uh, so friendships emerging, Pete, even in these most difficult of times. Take us to Simmons and Cassias. Simmons,
1: Matt is uh, working on the servitor here of Cassias, who, of course, must, must symbolize perfection so the the scar on the uh torso there matt that can be covered up you know with a tunic but there's a scratch on this man's face i'm not paying for this
0: indeed that's when uh you know well first of all that that scar that cut in his face would mar him and could not be hidden so it would be this very public show of lack of perfection for Cassius, so the servitor gets killed by the balls two balls to the chest and uh it appears and i love how they they don't show too much it appears Cassius is taking something from the servitor's ear of course we'll recognize or you know we'll have more context in a moment um but i like that they don't oversell it as him going bleep 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 now i take this metal liquid metal device it's just Did he take something? He puts that something in Simmons' ear. Kill the volume. She now appears to be totally deaf.
1: Yes, as my closed caption noted, no audio, which for a moment they cut rather harshly, like, wait a second, I just lost audio, but that there was a uh, closed caption, intentional before that you kind of get that ambient, eh, Sound going on in the background and know that it's going on. Um, the Cree approved enterprise, Matt, uh, is, is the whole situation here. We're told that we're a breath away from extinction. Um, but uh, Daisy, back in the framework 2.0, there, we see on the TV that she had saved some lives um so what are they looking for uh what is this about so you know who I am now oh you're quake uh you want to know a force Matt that can tear a planet apart it was you
0: we will certainly discuss that line in a bit uh to this point that we get kind of a montage Colson and company entering the workforce really seeing humanity as they are now Deke saying that freedom and hope are something that cannot happen. It is important to surrender to this, to accept it as it is. S.H.I.E.L.D. tried to save the world, and now there's no Earth to be saved. It's been quaked apart as we end the act.
1: Our tag scene, Matt, we had seen Simmons adorned with the gold spray paint forehead. Uh, Again, no audio before it's... A kind of weird communication situation between her and Cassius. Is it telepathy? Um, His his lips are moving, though, uh, but the, the audio is just not quite right. She looks wonderful, Matt, just in time for his guests as a ship pulls up. And we'll see you next week. The dossier. A detailed look
0: at our bad guys. Matt, where do we begin? Pete, let's start with the mysterious human skin suit wearing guy that we are currently calling Baldy. A guy who likes to sit at the bottom of the pool and hang out. And has pictures of uh, people, little people inside, big people. What's up with him?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that we don't return to it in the rest of this episode teases that out i have so many questions we we really want to know uh what's going on the the money shot of of him behind the curtain taking off the the skin suit um does does he breathe underwater he seems to be down there quite a bit but for whatever reason he is working with humans And uh, taking our agents and sending them off to uh, far-flung times and leaving Fitz behind. So if that doesn't qualify him as a villain, splitting up the team, I don't know what does.
0: Well, if we are looking at a longer-term picture here, he could be that first key of we're going to introduce him and not come back to him for X number of episodes. Now, I haven't seen the preview, as is always the case. Hashtag spoiler pure. Um, but uh, that certainly is one story option, Pete. Let's move to the to the Vrell Nexians, who uh, certainly know how to pack a punch and like themselves, uh, sticking their their proboscis into people and sucking them dry.
1: Yeah, that we saw these uh, digital creatures back at New York Comic Con. So that's the first weekend in October, and the show had been shooting since july and these are film quality special effects that we're getting on here it's going to be very interesting to see as the window shrinks between when they filmed an episode and when it airs as we progress this season what they do from an effects standpoint but the the time differential uh certainly behooves mark kolpak and his team as far as what they're able to do
0: uh, in, in these two episodes. Well, and I think, I, I don't mean to throw unnecessary shade to other properties, but look, we all, we all suffered through Medusa's hair, and it got a little better in the final release, but Medusa's hair, one level... Even over on uh, on runways, what we've seen so far of uh, Old Lace the dinosaur, it's 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 good. It's not kind of that you know Medusa level bad, but it's all it also isn't perfect. Then there's a Mark Kolpak joint. Then there are the Vrelnexians or, uh, Squidward's face from from a season mm-hmm. or two ago, etc. etc. I mean, I know it's not just Mar- Mark Mark Colpack sitting at his computer doing this. I know he has the team. He has the talent under him, the but a
1: team Matt.
0: Yeah. They continue to produce here. Yeah. Pete, let's move on to Sonora who, uh, I, I don't know. Deadly, attractive, I, attractively, I feel all these deadly. attractively deadly. Attractively <laughs> deadly. I feel all these feels. I don't know how metaphorical her, her weapon of death is. I, I don't know how to feel Pete.
1: metaphorical and symbolic. um, yeah, and I love that she never speaks, and that we're we're setting her up. So you know, she's not a servitor being of the same race. There's clearly a, a caste system and a uh, you know a, a superiority to her, an air about her, uh, this this mystery. And she's, you know, the 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 henchwoman, the classic, you know, stoic. Henchwoman here, with the with the looks, and that her eyes are, uh, you know, done up in a particular way for for emphasis, um, and and kind of the the real simplistic yet elegant outfit. Really enjoying this as a uh, a character
0: uh, affectation. I suspect that they figured out that just going blue skin as the base color and then not highlighting some of the some of the uh, more important characters such as Sonora such as Cassius whom we will speak about a moment if they don't highlight their eyes in some way then it kind of all fades in there for whatever reason um, but Pete let's talk about Cassius who's got got I don't know a distinctive presentation both the actor and the makeup and uh, certainly our big bad for the time being.
1: Clearly some idea the way the episode ends that these attractive servants are is this companionship is this, uh, you know, merely waiting on these guests who are arriving meant to draw you into the rest of the series. Um, But he's entertaining other people that I'm sure are on his level or greater and not like the human riffraff, Matt, that populate the exchange in the lighthouse. Welcome to level seven. Time to analyze and theorize, Matt. Let's start with Baldy. Who is he, and who is he working for or with?
0: Well, aside from him being an alien and one that does not appear to be Kree, I don't know, but I do have a few thoughts, Pete. His... Uh, child's question mark art on the uh on the uh was it the kitchen table was the refrigerator whatever it was uh showed on the fridge it showed images of of little figures in big people so perhaps shades of men in black is he is there a little alien inside a big giant robot humanoid suit that i don't know also, the fact that he does appear to be sitting on the bottom of the pool for some time. I mean, that's the implication. It also is just the actor where they said, okay, hold your breath and make sure there's no bubbles like in your, well, I was going to say in your hair, but he has none, it appears. But, you know, sit there long enough for the diver to record you. I get that, that. Literally, it's just a dude sitting there for three seconds. But aquatic species, perhaps, Pete?
1: I know I had speculated back at the end of the fourth season that this was sword uh, popping up, and uh, some kind of possibility that that would stretch over to Inhumans, given some of the casting descriptions on Inhumans. But of course, Louise and you know her firm that we learned next to nothing about, and her her boss who we never ever met. We met her boss, just not her The intermediate boss. We didn't meet his boss. Yeah. Uh, So could there continue to be that connection? There could. I think the stink of Inhumans. They might try to distance themselves as much as possible. That's why we were rooting that this was not the moon, um, and and everything going on there. Uh, So yeah, still still up in the air. How about Matt? Why he sent them? Whenever. He sent them
0: our agents of shield. Well, I think that's the interesting thread to tug on that. He seemed, he seemed to know when, where he was sending them. Uh, if when, where is such a word, the notion that Virgil appeared to be on the receiving end. Now you could also make an argument that Virgil was just carrying on a quasi religious, um, or or kind of pop culture even you know is this more religious is this more you know bigfoot that kind of thing but carrying on that tradition as i want to believe you know is he the crazy fox Mulder, or is he the is virgil was virgil kind of more the john the baptist type in terms of uh, prophesizing the coming of the coming of the saviors um you get the sense it was with a certain trajectory to that time and that place beyond, you know, of course, it's the design of the story. But you get the sense that Baldy did it with some sort of um, with some sort of intent to where they were headed.
1: Earth's fate, Matt, is very clearly at the forefront of these two episodes. At the end of the first one, we see what remains the top, if you will, and a, a glowy core perhaps if that's not the sun from the other side um and later the discussion here mentioned several times and i know matt doesn't watch the previews for further episodes but mentioned in that as well that quake somehow had something to do with this however matt is that a misdirect is this in some way related to
0: infinity war The notion that Quake, you did this. First of all, let's look at who's saying it. It's Deke who has had his history filtered through myth, through legend, through retelling, through interpretation, through bits of data in the framework leftovers. Um, He may believe that it literally was her. I'm going to say, no, it was more... um, People like her, powered people. Uh, I know that Jed Whedon said to Entertainment Weekly, uh, who you know, though the, the writer at Entertainment Weekly does not care for Fantastic Geek, we we still check out her articles. Um, th- he he had said to Entertainment Weekly that they will be done. I believe Pete. I'm gonna have to dig out this quote. I believe he said they're going to be done before Infinity War comes out, which I'm now just processing in terms of hold on, because that's. When work not work. That's not
1: accurate. That's not accurate. And, and that's why, you know, people who block other people on Twitter who ask questions maybe need to understand that um, there's a thing called a calendar. And you go to it, and it, it has all the days and the months of a, of a year. And uh, Infinity War comes out on May 4th. So somebody in that whole scenario is uninformed. So whether it was Source who was asked a question, the follow-up from uh, <clears throat> a journalist would be, but wait, May 4th is Avengers Infinity War. Clearly, you don't mean that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would finish up prior to uh, Friday may 4th
0: so pete here's the quote she asks will the show connect to marvel movies at all this season or is it too difficult uh this is an interview with not just uh, jed whedon but uh, jeffrey bell um bell says it's logically impossible to connect i'm kind of paraphrasing a bit here um bell says or you know essentially bell says dr strange let them have some magic And the Guardians movies have also given them kind of leave to go into worlds that they haven't been before. So here's the quote, Pete. So having aliens from Jeffrey Bell, not Whedon. So having aliens, having ships, having all these other aspects does resonate with the movies. But the next movie doesn't come out until May, which is after we're done. I think to be fair, I think his point is they're done writing Filming by May 4th. If they're going to be releasing those last three, four episodes in the month of May, there still might be post-production, but they're not making episodes in May.
1: True. Um, And again, to, to be the voice of facts and the idea that I've conducted a a fair number of tens of thousands of interviews throughout my career. And you go in with some knowledge instead of just the notion that you're going to go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh tell me more um here it's not the uh next movie black panther is the next movie matt which again hey black panther no nothing there okay then the next movie after that and they are tipped off by the greater uh stewards within marvel it's not to say 5g is calling him up and saying okay this is the last shot of uh, Infinity War so that you know what to do on your TV show that, you know, we haven't really played up the connection over the last couple of years with. But they are very clearly aware of what the direction is. Um, the, the the organization does that. They, they have that level of contact. So to even play around with that, I think it's dishonest um, from the standpoint of – the <clears throat> journalist uh, to propose that they're not on the same page. This is trying to be coy and cute, and it it comes off as cloying.
0: Well, I can tell you, Pete, I got a year subscription to Entertainment Weekly for Christmas last year, and uh, I said to my wife a week or two ago, "Cancel it," uh, because it was just issue after issue of this kind of stuff like hey i like agents of shield hey you're talking to two of the producers that's awesome what are you walking away with first of all bell and whedon uh, to their credit or, or rather to say not to the discredit of uh, uh, of the writer here quote after quote well we're not saying anything more than that all right i get that they want to do secret stuff that's not her fault as the writer but it's puff piece after puff piece in there and i'd rather get my breaking news from deadline and hollywood reporter i'm not personally yep. a variety guy uh, both, I, I think Deadline is better at shorter articles. Hollywood Reporter, as the grand dame of, of it all, puts mm-hmm. so much on their website. You can do these long reads about all sorts of things. So, to me, Entertainment Weekly, whatever puff piece. We're moving on, Pete.
1: Let's talk about Halla, whoever the heck that is, Matt. <laughs> she she has or he has uh some better view even than Cassius. is that the person in the ship is that the guest coming
0: maybe i like and and this is logical but i like that of course we have not gotten to the bottom of everything yet uh the notion that maybe we've met the boss of this station but the the regional district manager still has yet to come or or that sort of thing um it seems to be as you had pointed out off Mike pete that uh that um as they're celebrating this hundredth episode they may still be on this station. So if that's the case, of course we need more character stuff because we're not going to spend the next eight episodes going, oh man, another fight over food pellets. Oh man, two more Cree dead. Let's take them up to the roaches. Um, of course you need to add more characters to this and shield always does this fantastic job when they don't know what to do. They add characters, they add character interaction, interaction, they add character intrigue and, and that's really the strength of the show.
1: And let's just check in on the math. So with two episodes here tonight, 22 in each season through the four seasons, this was the 90th episode that aired when they were finished last night. So their 100th episode is the 12th in this season. We're 10 away from that. Um, so that will be at some point in 2018 there, even if they doubled up there, they're, as we had speculated, there might be some doubling up further of episodes, uh, which is not happening next week. Next week is the normal time of nine o'clock and we're speculating we're going to get next week, uh, December 8th and then the 15th four in before, uh, a holiday break. I can't see them going to Friday, December 22nd. That's typically like, all right, we are now in the, the holiday, uh, you know, zone here where we don't air new episodes. Um, and we haven't even thought, Matt, I mean, last year, this time we got a uh, slingshot, um, whether the possibility exists that that a digital short, something like that. I mean, they did walk away with an Emmy nomination. So we'll have to see. But Maybe uh, Pete, we
0: get the adventures of Virgil, like we get a Virgil backstory. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe. I don't know if it could be as compelling, but who knows? Uh, framework 2.0, Matt. Here we thought we were done with the framework, and now it's being pimped out uh, <laughs> in... Um, a, a freaky uh, virtual opium den.
0: I like that the show, and they signal this time and time again in the first 15 minutes, the show is not afraid to backtrack on itself at times that make sense. Uh, you need a break. You want a break from this standing set that it appears they're going to be getting a ton of value out of, so not spending a lot of money on new sets each week, but you want to mix things up a little bit, so boom, quick intentionally repetitive and somewhat inexpensive uh, digital exterior, boom. You go into either a real bar or a bar set that's you can rent out space for. Um, it, it mixes things up visually. What makes that possible? The power of the framework. I mean, we're almost back to kind of Star Trek stuff of, oh man, next week we need to save money. Uh, Lou has a um, old... Uh, D- D- Desilu has Main Street set. Okay, so they're going to beam down to Planet of the Main Street. Let's see. With um, <laughs> We don't need to have a lot of extras where things have been mostly destroyed. So we put some rubble and an old car on the Main Street back lot, and Kirk and Spock show up to find uh, who has caused this destruction. So we're kind of there, narratively, and I'm okay with that.
1: Last from me with the information at the end of the episode, Cassias and the preparation to receive these guests. What's his gig? is Is he at the top of everything? are these people further up than him? I speculated before this name, Hala. We've not been told uh, who uh, Dove Cameron is playing? Could she be playing this role?
0: Pete, Cassias is every you know, store manager every principal every you know every, every division leader at the office that kind of that kind of notion where he's the king of the realm except he's a middle manager and he thinks he's so high up because he's got people under him but he, he's he's not not that high up on the food chain when you look at the entire food chain narratively that makes sense because his bosses and his bosses bosses and what he needs to do to scramble and the people under him who he makes scramble, uh, there's that plus they just need to deflate this guy. I mean it's a fun introduction now but the notion that we're going to see him from this highest high to turn into quivering at Hela or whoever it else might be, uh, there, there's some fun roads ahead. Let's check the wire. Pete, we ran a poll last night. We're going to try and make a habit of this at the end of every episode. What did you think of tonight's uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode? 67% of people said incredible. 25% said very solid start. 4% said this was quite a departure. And then 4% said, Fiji says I can't watch it. Hashtag make my Marvel movies. I may have added that last part, but Pete, super strong reaction there from people calling this an incredible episode.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't agree that the entirety of the two hours was incredible. It was it was very solid. I I, I believe um, in retrospect, the first hour is far greater than the second hour. But it's like what I told you um as we were watching it. Um I'm I'm a little down on the the sets only because the the lighting I pondered several times, particularly during that second hour, do I need to turn the light on my TV up? They that just seem to be shooting so close and so dark. Uh and I, I get the atmospheric uh sense that they're going for. I just worry long term particularly as it seems that by their 12th episode, they still seem to be filming in these environs that, uh, that might wear thin, but we don't tune into this show for the setting. We tune into the show for the characters and everything that we got with these characters with very small exception in these two episodes makes us care. It's Simmons in trouble again. It's Coulson trying to get to the bottom of this. It's Mac, making uh lights of things in the darkest circumstances it's yo-yo as a regular gonna be nice to check in with Fitz at some point you have to imagine that that's coming very soon um even though there had been some blowback online about why you take Fitz off show
0: them's the breaks yeah apparently he's working on the movie so they gave him permission to be away from the show for a little bit i mean to me no harm no foul you think of all the times in these past four seasons where they haven't known what to do with may so may is sidelined may is doubled may is doubled again may is doubled a third time um in order to not have the actress just on the sidelines if he's got somewhere to be for you know. 15 days 20 days of shooting and they're gonna largely write him out of the first couple episodes in a very natural writerly way i'm okay with that i mean we had what how many times has simmons been gone in the beginning of a season at least two and she hasn't appeared in the first episode entirely that's not because she was being selfish and made this that the other she was not the story didn't need her so if you can (laughs) if if you can meet both needs and everybody's all happy okay fine
1: and as for these people that say that uh, 5G won't let them watch Agents of Shield th- that just needs to stop, okay? Stop trying to create a rivalry that does not exist between the films and the shows. You want to talk about maybe the behind the scenes stuff then then you know you can go over there and talk about that. Not many people care. Uh, you watch the films, you watch these shows. They're an entire universe meant to be taken together. I think one of the things we enjoy the most about The Punisher is the places it's gone that none of these shows and and, uh, films have gone yet. Uh, The the use of um, rated R language, Matt, the bordering of rated R uh, content in the Kissy Time uh, arena. Uh, if I can put that subtly, um, so if you have a problem with that content, just have a problem with that content and don't watch, don't say that, well, you know, the, the head of, uh, Marvel studios doesn't want me watching or won't allow me to watch Marvel TV. That's not the case, but let's go Matt to uh, a safe place in Facebook where of course, uh, on the Fantastic Geek Facebook page, we ran our uh, season five preview, uh, taking into account the 20-minute segment or so that we watched at uh, New York Comic Con and talking about our predictions for this season. Uh, and Greg Gear writes in, great podcast. I remember back in season one that Pete predicted that if AOS made season two, that we would be seeing season five. I guess he knows what he's talking about.
0: I have stopped trying to play up the shtick of spoiler Pete. <laughs> I just accept that it is not a shtick and that it is a real thing. Some of the things I may say on the podcast may be may be taken a bit lightly. Does Pete receive a nonstop stream of nondescript, uh, you know, brown packages sent from sent from Hollywood? usa uh which include vhs tapes uh taken on the slide to, to show the first 20 minutes of last jedi maybe some of those things are tongue-in-cheek but you know what i believe in the legend of spoiler pete as truth not as myth
1: who uses
0: video cassette anymore anyway matt let's read some tweets Pete, we have a bunch of tweets here. First one from our pal Mike Sorensen. That's uh, Warcry underscore seventy five. See now Simmons is off in one place. Mac, Yo Yo, and Colson as uh, are doing their thing. may has got her deal, and Quakes uh, in the House of the Rising Sun slash Cheers. This is why we don't <laughs> split up. <laughs> Sounds uh, like also...
1: Mac. Sounds like uh, Mike doing his uh, channeling his Mac there. <laughs>
0: Uh, we got a tweet from uh, Lisa two L E I S A two uh in response to me tweeting about that fantastic famous short story by Shirley Jackson, The Lottery. Yeah. She said, "Good, uh, good reference. That was one of our stories in eighth grade this year." So, oh, yeah, glad to glad to have have the youth watching the youths. A um, couple of tweets here from Mary Kirk uh, who says, "What a start to a season! Amazing." Uh, she also says that uh, what has happened to Simmons is horrifying. Um, let's see, we also have a, uh, a tweet from Crescent Moon Cottage. That's Crescent Moon 621, our pal Donna. She says, uh, the season is off to a good start. Hope they keep it up. Um, Roger Robertson 1 says, at least you can say those Cree know how to make a fine axe. Um, also, this notion that uh, Daisy... Maybe has destroyed planet Earth. Uh, Bike BRH says, "Well, that's kind of screwed up." Uh, Daisy seems to have leveled up her powers a bit, though. Uh, and then, lastly, Pete, somebody who we had the pleasure of watching those first twenty minutes with at New York Comic Con, Jamie Patton. That is uh, at NJ a y m e on twitter she says uh time travel hurts my brain if they're from (laughs) the past wouldn't it have altered the future like daisy isn't on earth to destroy it shouldn't that change things um i had point (laughs) i had largely agreed with her i said uh though that may be deke's take on the fractured history or it's a timey i timey why loose end like homecomings eight years later and other things that we've discussed in the past where maybe there is some catch-all time gem thing that that is a place not that they've sat down with Kevin Feige and said we're going to do a time gem season but maybe that all fits in there uh maybe Pete she's fated to go back uh a la Lincoln and the necklace you know we've seen a, a jump to right. the future right. um, and then in response to all of that Jamie said I'm not convinced of Deke's patchwork knowledge of history she's not convinced that it's correct I'm getting flashbacks of watching Fringe and Terminator Ooh. The Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is always difficult to say. Guess I'm just going to have to go along for the ride. Pete, I saw Sarah Connor Chronicles. You saw Fringe. I saw most of Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um,
1: So I'm definitely, you know, familiar uh, to the point that I – I get more than what she's talking about. Um, so yeah, good points there. Loved fringe. Been trying for years to get Matt on the fringe. It's going to happen at some point, um, but all good points.
0: Pete, we are so proud that as we get sent into space, into the future each week on the podcast, we are done. So supported by our listeners who visit us at patreon.com slash fantastic geek, helping keep our water reclamation system reclaiming (laughs) water, our gravity plates gravitizing us to the ground. They keep our battery-powered gravity side things powered. And we want to say thanks.
1: Yes, everybody who contributes at patreon.com slash fantasticgeek with the PH all one word gets access to exclusive podcast content as well as the various levels. So you could be up at the Hala level you could be at the exchange level you're always going to get something in exchange matt for your contribution
0: wherever that elevator might take you it's always appreciated but pete communication is free how can people be in touch with you
1: you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-l-r-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 9674 followers
0: can't be wrong and while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast anytime you like. We are Fantastic Geek. Visit FantasticGeek.com. Email FantasticGeek at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek. All one word with
1: the P-H. Like it today.
0: If you are listening to us on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. by Fantastic Geek podcast feed... We will be back next weekend to talk episode 503. Pete, if they're listening to us on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, what are we talking about next?
1: We will be hitting up Punisher episode 107 uh, tomorrow. That'll be Sunday, December 3rd already, Matt, before returning back to our Runaways on Hulu on Tuesday, December 5th. And uh we'll hit a Punisher in between, and then we'll be hitting up Agents of Shield again. So first time Fantastic Geek has ever had three shows on air uh as we've podcast. So
0: busy times around here, but uh couldn't be better times. Pete, we got East Coast on the Punisher, we got West Coast on Runaways, and then we got No Coast on Agents of Shield. Space Coast. Well, with that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word.
1: Because this wasn't fun enough.